Yes, sir. <laughs> Live with Bear Studios. Yes, we are recording. We are, this is episode two. Uh, live from Bearcast, the culture and Cherry Road. With all apologies to Oakland and Charlotte. Do do we need do we need some sort of uh, uh, apologies to Rembert as well, just for <laughs> for good measure? I think that we've done more in the last two weeks for the city of Rembert that's been done the last seventy five years combined. You you have to remember we're talking about a world of difference here. <laughs> It is a world of difference. So you, you can't just you can't just willy nilly, you know, talk about all the contributions that we've made to Rembert when Rembert has been making contributions to the world time immemorial. I know that during the Spanish American War it was quite a center of activity. <laughs> it, well, it was then, but here's a here's a fun fact. Um also, during the War of the Austrian Succession, <laughs> Rembert, Rembert was quite the battleground then. Now, is, is there another uh, another South Carolina small town that you would like to to mention? Well, you know, I, I feel like that not enough gets said about Marietta, South Carolina. Um, Marietta lies in uh, in the northern portion of, of Greenville County, which, uh, you know, shout out to my hometown, Greenville South, Kakalaki. Um, Marietta lies in the, uh, in the north uh, part of Greenville County and, and formerly was home to the greatest uh, organized Christian camp uh, in the history of Christian camps known as Camp, wait for it, Camp Marietta. <laughs> Is this is this like in the foothills of the of the mountains? Yes, yes, it very okay. much. Is it, is it off of of eleven? Uh, it would be off of twenty five. Okay. 25. Oh, actually, yeah, I, I, I know twenty five. Yes, going up through Traveler's Rest. Yes, maybe six. Uh, well, it wasn't that founded ninety six. If that's what you're after. No, no, no. There's a town nearby Traveler's oh. Rest. Um, isn't yeah, there a 96? I know there's a six mile, rest. but that's... 96 is down, is more... What is nine? Where is 96 geographically speaking? Oh, where's, uh, where's Stu? <laughs> Stu is not available tonight. But I feel like we may be alienating some of our listeners by going on a very detailed geographic conversation of Greenville County, well, South you know, Carolina. I mean, the, I, I clearly see here on my list of uh, of talking points for the evening that the first one starts with small towns in South Carolina, and 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 I don't it does, know, it does. you know, if you're going to, I mean, we kind of. Uh, we kind of went with the nuclear option right out of the gate because once you've gone with a town as special as Rembert, I mean, it's... <laughs> that, that was a mistake. We, we should, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have started off with Rembert because you're right. Where I mean, else is there to go? I mean, nowhere. It's all downhill from there. Uh, so <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where you, you, you have to be 
really careful. I don't want to, uh, I certainly don't want to alienate anybody. I'm doing some of my own producer type work, uh, getting a, a good feel for where exactly 96 looks like it is near, there's a piggly wig. Oh, 96 is near Greenwood, which would be in the, uh, yeah, Greenwood, Greenwood's, you know, getting over toward the, uh, the far Western part of the state, you know? Um, so 96 mm-hmm. is sits between there and Columbia closer to the Greenwood side though. Um, uh, okay. So, you know, Marietta would be a good ways away from, from 96. I'm trying to see what other goodness our maps. I was, friend of mine went to Furman. I, I enjoy calling that Traveler's Rest State University. It's really annoys her. <laughs> I can see where that would be problematic. <laughs> I do have to shout out. So I've got a friend at work. I'm just going to refer to as AB. AB uh, was from, she went to high school in Cope, South Carolina, or she was from Cope, I think it's called. Or no, no. She lived in Cope, South Carolina, near Orangeburg. And she went to high school in Cordova, Ooh. South Carolina. Oh, well, we certainly need to do a little bit of research on that. Um, Cordova. Yes. That's, um, that one's unknown to me. I mean, so I'm assuming because that that's in the Orangeburg area. Yes. Just outside uh, of Orangeburg. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like, uh, that's, I guess, I guess if we're calling Columbia dead centerish of the state, you know, as much as South Carolina with its unique triangular shape, best shape of the states of the union, by the way. Um, if <laughs> just laughing, how many people, how many people share their love of South Carolina geography <laughs> like we have? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we have we have just barely scratched the surface at already the six minute and nine second mark. Um, to to just yeah yeah there there's a. Uh, there's a strong uh, sense of patriotism. Can you be Can you be patriotic toward just your state? Is that a you know I've never I've never thought of that. I'm trying to think what the word would be would state be centric? uh. States, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, Carolina Carolina centric, Palmetto centric. There you go, Palmetto centric. Living okay, at Palmetto centric life. At the six minute thirty seven second mark, a new phrase was coined that will soon be uh I, I mean you'll soon see it hashtagged often on on twitter um is palmetto centric i can guarantee that it will be mentioned at least once on cnn in the next 24 hours <laughs> indeed indeed wolf blitzer will use indeed. that phrase so yeah i this this leads me to to um, you know growing up in in South Carolina, uh, I have been um, uh, most of my most of my experiences uh, as as a kid uh, have are, are rooted in being in this state and being in in Greenville in particular because that's that's as I said earlier earlier in the podcast uh, where I grew up. And, and, and it seems that our, uh, our producer, nameless as, as he shall remain, uh, wanted to know about our first Star Wars experiences. And, uh, and 
I'm, I'm glad to share yes. that. Um, yeah, I would love to hear it because that's going to be our, our theme tonight is going to be we're going to be discussing Star Wars in um, as some general topics. And then uh, maybe later, later on as the, as the podcast evolves, we'll, we'll do some more specific Star Wars shows. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'd love to hear your first because you know, we are we're both about the same age and, and heavily influenced by Star Wars in our youth. So what was your first Star Wars experience? Well, b- before, I, before I get into that, um, you know, I, I think that it needs to be said that there was there used to be a time when uh, you could just talk about Star Wars and, and it just be a conversation about Star Wars. And the, the discussion never became so uh, nuanced that it was constantly being critiqued by outsiders. So, so I'm, I'm thinking about this in regards to those that are going to write comments on our, on, on, you know, the highly anticipated episode two of Bear Studios, uh, the junction of <laughs> pop culture and Cherry Road. Um, I, you know, Nexus. Ne- the Nexus. Just I'm, I'm, don't nitpick. Yeah. See, that's already going to get, that's going to get a comment right there. Somebody's going to say he, does, he doesn't even know the name of his own show. <laughs> and uh, so there's, there's that. There, there, there's, it does. It does. It's, it does. It, it makes it makes people very emotional. And I go along with the idea that several Star Wars podcasts that I listen to that you know it's everyone's mm-hmm. allowed to have their own opinion and and no one no one is necessarily right. No one's necessarily wrong. It's just opinions on yes, Star Wars, yes. and we all enjoy well, it. And that's the thing. As long as long as there is, uh, as, as I feel like we are exuding joy, then I'm I'm, I'm certainly uh, uh, very much interested in engaging in such a conversation. Uh, you know, I, I, no, I don't mind if we need to get into uh, uh, a debate, uh, a spirited debate over whether or not we think that Greedo was a good character. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to debate the merits of that from one, on, on one side or the other. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say before I get into that is, is uh, you know, how does a, uh, how would the empire have handled COVID-19? Uh, the Empire would have created COVID-19 and put Do it out there. you think that they would have put it out there to the general population? Would they have used it as a biological weapon to target specific systems slash planets? Or would they have tried to uh, use it as a tool against strictly the Jedi? Uh, to quote uh, Buzz from um, uh-huh. Home Alone... I would for I would say three reasons. A, yes. Two, yes. And D, all of the above. Okay. Um, <laughs> I they you know if at a, this is one of those conversations where how deep you want to get into Star Wars. I just learned about Operation Cinder, which was Palpatine's plan that he put in motion after he would have been destroyed. Where you know, people within the empire would have burnt the empire down. It was referenced in, in the last episode of the Mandalorian, um, where it was just, you know, just destroy everything. If I, if he couldn't control the galaxy, you know, the empire didn't need to exist and everything could be, you know, just, just broken down, taken away, just burnt to the ground, literally. So 
if they would have done something like that, the Empire, they would have done it for all the, re- the reasons you okay. mentioned. Okay. Well, see, you know, right there, you just threw out a, a whole slew of information that could easily disrail, uh, excuse me, not disrail, derail the entire outline that we have here. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I immediately go to thinking of the question. Uh, now, I'm assuming, I'm an operator under the assumption that you've already watched the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. I, I did. I need to take a second look at it because I, I didn't, I didn't watch it closely, but I, I watched a lot of it and I well, laughed a lot. You know, I really so enjoyed my, it. My question is, my, my favorite character in those is always the Emperor. Um, and when yes. he says, when he's falling down the shaft and he says something to the effect of, oh, oh, Sheevy Palpatine's going to change his ways. I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> what, I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> what, what drove him down that path? You know, what, what was it that turned him from this, you know, and I mean, let's, let's not put on airs here. It was very obvious from the very first scene that he appeared in the Phantom Menace, who he was. Uh, they did, they didn't do much of a, a job of, uh, of trying to disguise that Senator Palpatine was eventually going to become, you know, the, the emperor, um, Right, especially to the crack that code, all you would have to notice is, wait, Senator right. Palpatine, yes. Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So it was, uh, you know, but but he seemed, you know, in, in, in the beginning, and of course, I, I suppose he would have to seem this way. He seemed very benevolent, you know, very uh, concerned about uh, Princess Amidala's well-being, you know, uh, very concerned over the state of the Republic. And I get that all that was an act. But what was it? Where, where, did all, where did it all go wrong? That, I mean, because he went beyond, you know, there's, there's evil like Lando selling out his buddy Han. Uh, there's evil of, you know, uh, of, uh, I don't know, Sifo Diaz getting involved in the clone plot. And then there's the evil of, Palpatine, which is just like beyond just I'm a bad person, you know? I, I picture picture Palpatine Shiv as a as a maybe like a preteen, maybe ten or eleven. He's walking home from school and it's almost like a you know, an NBC one to grow on. He's just kind of walking along minds on business, kind of see some kids over there by the tree, maybe doing some force choking, dabbling in some holocrons. Hey Shiv, want a force choke? And they call him on over, and like that's his moment where that's his moment of one to grow on, where he should stop, where Michael J. Fox should come in and tell him, "No, Shiv, this is the wrong decision. Move along." But he doesn't do that, and he engages with those Siths hanging around that that shady okay, tree on the way home from school, and, that, and that's that's how he's lured. But, but it starts me, like let me that. Give you one better. I mean, let's look let's look at him as a physical specimen. He's not very imposing, kind of a small man. Do you think perhaps that maybe it wasn't that they called him over to teach him the force choking, but maybe he was the recipient of a good force choking? But this That's is possible. Possible. Yeah, he was just overtaken by his anger, and that always or, – or, you know, much like, you know, if – if um, I'm not even sure we know who the chosen one is. Is it Ray? You know, as is, is much as there's someone born into the, 
the role of the chosen one for the light side of the force. He was the chosen one for the dark side. Just like Lord Voldemort. Wow. Yes. Mm. That'd be a good face. I think I think Vol- I think Voldemort would probably destroy Palpatine. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a toss up. And we've now just now the comments are just cascading in. Yeah, we're we're really doing, we've really crossed the streams here that they warned us about Ghostbusters Pretty that we should not be crossing be in marshmallow goop. And yeah, and we're going to be peeling burnt dog skin off of Rick Moranis. So, <laughs> so we go back. So the the comment about the holiday special. I I did, it took me a long time to figure this out because I, I didn't see a New Hope in the theater in 1977 because I would have been very young at the time. Um, old enough to have gone to see it, but I didn't. And the first time I saw a Star Wars movie was The Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back in 1980. And they they re-released A New Hope, um, which is something none of us called it back then, because A New Hope was just something you saw on the scroll, yes. and you're like, what is that? Agreed. Um, yeah. It was just Star Wars. <laughs> and it was then it was Star Wars 1, as we referred to it yes. in the playground growing up. Um but so I figured out years later, and really not not that long ago, like because I I knew I had Star Wars memories be- prior to seeing The Empire Strikes Back, and and what those were was I had seen the Star Wars Holiday Special on TV, and what would have been I guess it was it was either seventy seven or seventy eight. Um, I saw that, and because I, I always wondered, there were several Star Wars things that I had in my mind that I could not figure out. You know where, why were they there? Where had I seen this? And, uh, you know, you can still watch the Star Wars holiday special on YouTube, but I had lots of images on the on Chewbacca's home planet, um, you know, stormtroopers knocking on the door. And when I when I finally watched the holiday special, I realized the, f- the first Star Wars I saw was the Star Wars holiday special on TV uh, back in the 70s. So it was my first experience. But in the theater, okay. it was Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So my first experience was I, I did see and, and, and you're, I'm not going to call it New Hope. Uh, so go ahead and let the comments cascade over that. For uh, I'm I'm going to be the purist. I'm going to believe there should be no designated hitter. Uh, and oh, I just opened up a whole nother can there. Uh, so we're just this is going to be this is going to be the our, our equivalent of uh, uh, podcast skeet shooting where we're just going to lob clay pigeons into the air for <laughs> the blog uh, the excuse me the podcast commenters to take shots at. So. Uh, so down with the designated hitter, uh, and um, I'm going to say that it's going to be Star Wars because I'm a purist, and that New Hope. Yes, it was. Of course, it was there on the on the scroll through, uh, you know, and the scroll through very important sets the tone. Very much enjoy that. Uh, was it Rogue One? Was Rogue One the one movie that didn't have it? Solo didn't. Either. Solo didn't I, either. I didn't think it did, but I, I couldn't remember. And then I was I was okay with that. I didn't I didn't feel no, like that I ruined either, either I'm, movie. I'm at not all suggesting by not that. I, I just I know that I did enjoy them in all the movies that they were in. Um, so let's let's just say go full car. You hate the scroll. You want it gone. <laughs> in fact, I've heard that you digitally edited it for, out of your own. Copies. I did. Instead, it's just a like there's a a, a black box that moves up the screen. In, 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 a, in, a, in a patch of stars. Uh, but it looks like almost like a square black hole uh, that, that passes through through the system. Um, it's, just, 
It's just a Borg right. cube from right. Star Trek so, Next Generation. Okay. To really inflame things, cross Star Wars into Star Trek. That'll really... So, I did see, I did see Star Wars in the theater. Um, my memory is, is vague because I was, you know, four and a half, I guess, years old at that point in time. Uh, but then, uh, when Empire Strikes Back came out, um, I was, uh, there was a, a, a friend of my brother's, uh, and, 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 and you know my brother, he's uh, older than me. Uh, he was, you know, he was in high school, but he was a Star Wars nerd. Uh, and he loved me, you know, so he would take me and we went to see Empire Strikes Back like six or seven times. Um, and it was awesome. Oh, wow. And uh, he would pay for it. And it was great. He was uh, he also taught swim lessons at the local swimming pool where I used to go every summer. But anyway, uh, so that. I feel like this is turning into a very special well, episode, Mr. The, Belvedere. He's not, uh, and, getting a little bit this, worried about this is true your story. friend here. He, he, he died <laughs> young. Uh, he got, yeah, he got cancer. Oh, no. Um, and, and, you know, it, I, was, I was still a kid when he died. Uh, so I don't even remember what kind of cancer. But, yeah, he died. He was only, I mean, I was probably, let's see, he took me to those movies. Let's see, how old were we in 1980? Was that uh, seven? Seven. So he probably died when I was probably 13 or 14. So, you know, and he, he was probably 15 or 16 when he was taking me to the movies. So, uh, so okay. yeah, he was 23, 24 years old, something like that. It was very sad, very sad. But that's, I mean, I, I remember he could do the all that to say, not that my first movies of Star Wars uh, are, are bad and I associate them with negative things. He could do the best Yoda imitation. I mean, it was it was spot on. Uh, so you know, introduced to Yoda in, in Empire Strikes Back, and uh, just the uh, you know the 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 almost the the <laughs> I, I call it the uh, dyslexic Fozzie Bear speak. You know, um, <laughs> and uh, yes, so, yes, Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy, yeah. He just Bert. really, uh, he, he captured that. So every time uh, he would, uh, um, he would call or he would write me letters, um, which, you know, this is a, a bygone art, but he went, uh, he went away to art school or something like that. And he went to New York and I was, as a kid, uh, besides being fascinated with Star Wars, I was also fascinated with the Empire State Building. And so he took hmm. pictures of the Empire State Building and like sent them to me in a letter. Uh, super cool. Uh, he was a really, really great guy. So I'm going to give a shout out. His name was Mark Cohen. So if anybody, you know, anybody out there in 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 uh, our virtual realm knows that name, Mark Cohen from Greenville, South Carolina, used to teach swim lessons at Stone Lake Community Pool. Uh that's a shout out to him and his memory. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that's my first big memory. And then, then of course, you know, the, 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 the toys that, that came along with that, because, you know, prior to, prior to Star Wars toys, I don't have much of a memory of any toys that I had prior to those. Now I have memories of toys 
after Star it, Wars, uh, but not prior to. Uh, I can tell you that the toys I played with before Star Wars were from the the TV show called um, I think it was called Emergency yes. One or Emergency. Uh, and I had like the firefighter hats, and I had like a, a firefighter mask, yeah. and an oxygen tank. And I, I remember before Star Wars, that's that's what I was playing with. I was I was pretty, and I had like ambulances, and was pretending I was a paramedic. And then Star Wars came out, and that yes. that Let, all that went away. The kids out there, those were not at, to be used as actual oxygen tanks in case of a fire. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. cool. I remember kids strapped that thing on and had this. Like a, a mask. There was no there's no plastic shield on it, but you could put it on your face as if you were I one did. of the firefighters. I had the, so I had the cool. same set. I watched um, the same show. Uh, I used to really like that show. Um, um, I also had the other toys that I remember prior to, and, and you can actually get them some places now. They're not the same as they used to be, but I used to have Stretch Armstrong. Do you remember Stretch Armstrong? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, I th- I'm certainly had one of those. We also, one of my favorites was the uh, uh-huh. the evil Knievel on the bike, and you'd put him on the bike, and you'd put him in the red plastic thing with a, a wind up thing. And he would, yes, you know he'd stay on the bike yes. and jump over now, the ramp. Me, that, was, cor- that was pretty cool. I would, I, I could do a whole show on evil Knievel for if another I'm wrong, time. But uh, your brother is older than you, yes. So yeah, he's just am, less than two years old. Correct in saying that the evil Knievel toys probably were his first. I think they were, but I mean, I have lots of, you know, Evil Knievel was, he spanned up until the late 70s, maybe early 80s. So I, I have memories of watching him on, um, you know, it feels like it was a oh, wide yeah. world of sports in ABC. But I think that, I think it did belong to my brother, but but I played with it. And I was a okay. huge Evil Knievel fan. Um, thought he was pretty cool. Always liked his helmet, and his, his leather outfits, jumping his, uh, buses his, in England. His prison sentence. Um <laughs> I remember when that happened. Yeah. They went to jail for beating up a guy, and I was just like, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I probably was like eight, uh, and I, I couldn't wrap my head around, you know, that why why would someone like Evil Knievel go to jail? What could he possibly do? Uh, it's Evil Knievel. He's wonderful. Well, he's, his he name does was stunts. Evil. You know that 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 should have been our first our first clue. That's, that's that should have been Shib's first name, yeah. right? <laughs> Evil Palpatine. I don't, exactly. I don't know how they miss on that. Exactly. One. So you know, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm thinking about that. And I also think when I think about evil Knievel is he was the source of much physical pain uh, for my brother and me, because we would, you know, do a lot of things on our bicycles to try and imitate uh, some of evil, evil stunts. And yep. Oh yeah. I remember setting up pieces of wood on rocks and trying to, yes. trying to use that as a ramp. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. you know, the, but, but, but going into, into the, into the star Wars toys, uh, do, do you remember like so what what was what stuck out what sticks out to you in your mind is it is it the what what are they three three and a half inches at the standard action figure figure size cool. yeah and i remember those those are about yeah. those are three dollars a piece uh when you back back in the late 70s i remember how much they cost and, and they were more expensive uh-huh. at kb in the mall they were like five dollars in the mall which i thought was outrageous i think they are um but i do i I remember the first figures that I got. I think it was like it was R two D two C three PO, and and it wasn't that original first set. Like remember, like there was a pre order thing. Um, I got one of the Tuscan Raiders. Um, and I got a Stormtrooper. And I got one. One was called like Death Star Gunner or Guard. Uh, he had this really weird looking helmet. He had a gray outfit on. 
Um, and I remember getting the figures and I got an X-Men fighter um, before I had and a land speeder. I think the X-Men fighter actually went to my brother. My brother rarely played with toys, though, but uh, I remember getting those before ever seeing a Star Wars movie, having those specific toys. But my favorite memory and something I, I to this day would love to have is one of my friends had the Death Star playset, which was about three and a half feet tall. Um, I think it was three or four levels on it. it, had a little elevator on the side of it. Did you ever play with this I thing? Had- it was amazing. Yeah. And it had the giant. Really? Oh. The top. It was. And. Yes. Yes. It it is. Blow off. You know. (laughs) (laughs) It had that. Had it had the escape hatch for the for the. uh, It was filled with little pieces of foam that were trash. Yes. Well, and and a a green monster that absolutely did not match anything that looked like in the movie. Um. And then you had the the retractable bridge. That was just such a cool. and you had the Such little tower a cool place that had the peg on it that you could stand the figure so Obi-Wan Kenobi could yep. go on and yep. turn off the tractor beam. That was that was such I I look at that sometimes it's on eBay and I that they've never made a lot of toys they've they've reissued. Um you know made replicas of I've never seen that one, but man, that's one of those ones where I would just love to have that because that I had so much fun. My friend Dave had it. And then there was, remember, there's yeah. a cardboard piece that went in the back of it too. Um, but and and from what I can tell, most most people um, that d- d- didn't survive, nor did the original foam pieces yeah. just dried out and d- dissolved. Um, but man, that was that was so yeah. so much fun. And I had uh, I, I had a Millennium Falcon at one point, um, which I regret. I, I sold that when I was younger to buy more Star Wars toys, which is stupid. Um, I have a, I do have I still have my original AT-AT. Uh, walk, Snow Walker. Um, the only thing missing from it was there's two plastic pieces that yes. went under the head that the kind guns. of moved back and the, forth the, when you press the button. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't have those anymore, um, which I, I wish I did. Um, but I still have that. I have a Yoda puppet that I got uh, when I was a kid, um, and some various figures. Um, I, I love. I, there weren't there weren't a ton of play sets. There were like I felt like he could get a lot of ships. Um, and then there were some play sets that were like cardboard and I never, I never had any of those. That would be, you know, I think the Jawa trawler was one of them cardboard. There was a hot, now, one I, that had, was cardboard. I had several hot sets, I think. And most of them were gun based. Um, like that, that tower yeah. gun, there was that one and it came with, uh, let's see, I had two hot sets. One of them was the base and it had like where you would push a button and things would collapse on it like it was being attacked by the Empire. That's one yes. with the giant the giant um, round gun on it. One of them one yeah. of them came with the probe droid, you know, that Han shot and blew up uh at the very beginning of the movie. Of yeah, I can tell you. So that the, on the left side of that yes. was like the, the, the gunner tower thing yes. where the, the rebel guy sat in the top. But but the problem with that set was like you know yeah. then three centimeters away was a probe yeah. droid which is the yeah. same size as the uh, tower. And then there was one of them came with the uh, the was the Wampa, um, the Wampa wasn't that the snow monster? Yeah 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 I don't remember that set I I remember the original I remember the toy yeah. but I didn't remember it, that. It came with set. one of That'd the sets cool, and I, I can't remember which one but. Uh, 
but that was that was pretty cool. And I'll, I will have to say, um, the ad at was a was a personal triumph when I got the ad at. Um, and but but I have to say the Falcon was was my favorite. Um, I w- I wish I still had that. I yeah. would, I remember how big it was. Um, the only thing I wish it could have, what I didn't like about it was, uh, I wish the, the little part that came down, uh, yeah. w- which they loaded on, they walked onto, was just a very generic piece of plastic yes. that didn't have like the little walkway on it. It's kind of nitpicking my part, but, um, also I wish the cockpit was connected to the rest of the ship. Yeah. Because remember when you're playing, you'd like have to take out yeah. the, the character from the cockpit, take yes. off the back of the Falcon, move them all the way yes. back. Um, Another another complaint that I had is, did did you have a Tie Fighter? No, and I always wanted a Tie Fighter. To this day, I would love well, one drawback about the Tie. Would fighter love to have one. Spend a lot of time. They had the buttons that you would push, and the wings would fall off. You know, like destroy. But after a certain mm-hmm. amount of times where you press those buttons, the springs would stop staying engaged. And so the wings would just not go on anymore. <laughs> did did no. you have the tie interceptor? No. That was the one that had like the it had the pointed wings with the guns on them. A friend of mine had one of those, an original one. And what the cool thing about those original Star Wars toys was yes. the size of them. They were so big. They really were big, um, and that was awesome. Uh, I, I had my X wing for a very long time, and then they just. That was one of those things too. The X-wing, you know, you you'd push R2D2's uh-huh. head, and the wings would pop open. Um, yeah. And eventually, they wouldn't close anymore. I remember putting tape in, in them yeah. to to close them and open them. But that was a that was a cool toy. And the little on the X-wing, there was this little yes. black plastic pieces, which were the guns, uh, and they those would fall off. And the, the only light up there was uh, it's like you yeah. press the button behind R2, the, the little blue button. Yeah. You press it, and there's like a little yeah. red. Yeah, a little red light yeah. in the front that we yep. just go. Yes, I, I remember that well. So the the other thing I, that we really have to address is on the on the figures themselves is the capes. The 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 the, yeah, the, the of rigid vinyl plastic that that were almost like it's yeah. almost like they just <laughs> yes. took the sticky off some electrical tape and and turned <laughs> yes yeah those are terrible dark. Darth Vader, Obi Wan, I think Princess Leia had one. They would tear the sleeves. Tuscan Raider, yes, yep, exactly. Yeah, you move an arm, it would just tear. Guys have to have capes, which made me really laugh in Lego Holiday uh, Special when Lando said, "Please be a cape, please be a cape." So you know (laughs) that, yes, that that was that was always my beef now. Here's the other thing. Do you remember after Return of the Jedi when they stopped doing the retractable hand lightsaber and, and started doing it where it was actually like yes. a, something that they held, like the guns had been all along? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I remember yes. the Luke Skywalker in the black outfit. He had yes. a uh, it was like a green yes. rod was his lightsaber. That was. I also remember what, one of the first Star Wars toys I got was a, was a, one of the first lightsabers. It was a just a regular flashlight with like Star Wars stickers on it, and you yes. blew up this inflatable yellow tube. 
that fit into the top of the flashlight. But the problem was you hit anything at all, and it just came off. So you couldn't have any kind of lightsaber battle with it. You could barely move it with it staying in there. Um, So I don't don't remember that being a very fun thing. I remember just using it as a functional flashlight uh, and just discarding the inflatable part. I do remember also getting... um, Sometime in the late seventies, we got one of the twelve-inch yes. Luke Skywalker figures, um, yeah. and we did some. Uh, I did some orthoscopic surgery on his knee, uh, and he was never what, the same what after was, that. What kind of accident did he have? Did he have that resulted in? I think it was a torn ACL, is what <laughs> that would happened. Um, and I just wasn't there to clean up some tissue, and, and then things just went really wrong. <laughs> yeah, those things tend to happen. Uh, uh, I had, now I'll tell you on, on those, I had a few of those, but by far the coolest and my favorite of the, of the 12 inch, uh, which also translates to one foot, um, uh, of the, well, you know, I just, thank I you for that conversion. To, in case any of our <laughs> listeners there were thinking that we were going to go metric, we're not going metric. Well, and I was about to say, I needed to warn people that Scott <laughs> is very against the metric system. Um, and it's been a point yes. of contention between us for 30 years. And uh, yeah. I think we really need to avoid Was this. Boba but Fett go ahead. Excellent 12-inch character. Oh, wow. I don't, a, uh, that would be uh, cool. His, his jetpack had a like a launchable grappling hook that would shoot out of it, and you could hang him places and it was, I mean, he was really cool. He was very detailed. Um, yeah. Uh, That's cool. Watching Mandalorian, it made me want to have that possession of him again. But, you know, is what it is. I'm, I'm sure I conducted some sort of surgery on him over the course of his life. Um, <laughs> but. And did you get through this phase, too? I went through this phase. Some Some kid introduced this to me where. I was like, oh, you take the heads off. So I took the heads off and I would re-glue them on another body, um, which is just stupid. Uh, I don't know why I ever thought that was a good idea. Well, <laughs> so, there, were, there, were, there were so many weird random characters. Like, you know, they never made a, 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 a Governor mm-hmm. Moff Tarkin action figure, but there was right. Death Star droid. It was in the movie right. for always, maybe a half second. Make the little toaster um, thing that led them around. Uh, but you know, but they yeah. certainly made the medical droid who poked Luke's fingers at the end of uh, of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I, I had his that name, one. I can't remember his, his name. name. And there was another T1 one, D. and they had. 2-1-B, medical droid. I'm not going to dispute that. Remember, there's yes, another one, I think it was called FX-7. That was like a, a big droid that had yes. these little plastic You're white right. arms he that came round. off of it. Yeah. Oh, it was almost, like, it yep. was almost yep. like he was a knockoff of that probe droid. But, uh, but anyway. Yes. Uh, I mean, it seems we're, we're now bleeding into characters. Uh, uh, so what, what I do want to do, I do want to do another episode. We can just do it on Star Wars toys because this is really, and I've got resources on this. Um, and I'd love, love to do a whole, whole, we do a whole podcast just on Star Wars toys. 
Um, but all right, so let's do this. Let's go into the. Um, so, what are your thoughts on? We we know we both we love Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. For me, Empire Strikes Back is easily the best film. Um, but it doesn't mean, and I refuse. I, I mentioned already, this to you already, last you week. You I refuse started, to rank Star Wars films because I, Empire Strikes Back was the best film. I'm just saying it's the best. I'm not ranking though. I'm not ranking. Okay, and this is two, and this is three because it just it gets stupid. How about I say this? I say that that Empire Strikes Back is is one, and Phantom Menace is you know like eleven behind including the two standalone films just don't i just don't really like phantom menace a whole lot um it's the only star wars thing that i can honestly say i really just dislike um i don't enjoy phantom menace i find it so slow paced um i'm bored i think that i think that george lucas and i like george lucas i'm not a I, i'm neither a george lucas apologist nor am i somebody um not afraid to criticize him but i i think when he did the prequels, I think that he went back too far. I think the moment that I would have started with was somewhere on Camino in Attack of the Clones, or maybe even started way at the end of Attack of the Clones. Um, it just it it just went too far back. I didn't. I just didn't need all that, and I felt like the relationship between Padme and Anakin didn't. It it it's it started when he was way too young, and by the next movie, he's you know all of a sudden they were in love. And it just, I don't know, I just didn't buy that part of it. But I think Revenge of the Sith is very good. I think from the second half of Attack of the Clones, the end of Revenge of the Sith is actually pretty good. Um, but in, but I don't, of the three, of taking the original trilogy and the sequels we just saw and the prequels, I think that um, the the group that I like the least is probably the prequels. I can, uh, you, you've given me a lot with which to work here. Um, so, obviously, I, I think that I think that most true Star Wars fans that, that, that came of age with it all will agree that Empire is the best movie. Uh, I mean, it, 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 what a great film. I mean, truly a, a, a masterpiece. Uh, and do you, do you remember that what was great was that there was three years between that and Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. So it was three mm-hmm. years as a kid talking on the playground, arguing yes. whether or not Darth Vader was Luke's father. And, arguing and whether or not Han Solo no was alive, so we, we didn't know until um, the movie came out. No, it's, so that's outstanding. Yeah. All right, so let me address the prequels first. I I don't have a problem with Phantom Menace. Uh, I I felt like using Liam Neeson as a Jedi Knight was was masterful. Uh, oh, I like I, I like uh, Qui Gon. I just I, I, I wish McGregor that they used him also differently. Is one of my favorite actors. Uh, and, and, and him as, as Obi-Wan. Yeah, he's great. Was he's great as Obi-Wan. Now, I agree. The, the, the age difference between Anakin and Padme, absurd. I mean, absolutely absurd to think that, you know, a few years later they're going to be in love, and then next thing you know she's having twin future Sith slash Jedi babies. Uh, you know, whatever, what, whatever the flip of the coin of the chosen side of the Force they decide to take. I absolutely cannot stand Anakin as a grown-up or or teenager or whatever he is. And uh, Hayden Christensen, I'm sure, is a marvelous actor. I don't know much about him other than those movies and Life is a House, um, uh, which I watched with my wife. Uh, 
I his his whininess uh, <laughs> just didn't sell me the 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 person I felt like should have ultimately become Darth Vader. Um, Wait, well, he kills Mace Windu, thus you know changing the whole his whole destiny, his whole life's purpose. And his only reaction yes. is, well, oh, no, what have I done? The other thing, see, when you say that they went back too far, I feel like they didn't go back far enough. And I'll tell you why. I feel like there was never any point in the movie, in any of the movies, where I felt like the Jedi had any kind of control over the situation at all. They were always in the dark. So what you're looking for is you're looking yes. for a movie set in the high Absolutely. Republic. Absolutely. A period where the Jedi um, actually are thought of as keepers of the peace and, and, and servants of justice and, you know, uh, uh, where, wherever they go, that they are either respected, which would be, in my mind, the majority of the galaxy, or feared in those places that are on the outer rim, you know, with your most Eisley's and places like that, that are run by gangster factions like the huts, you know, but I never felt like at any point, at any point that the Jedi were, had a good bead on the situation. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think you're, I think that's intentional though. Um, that we're we're supposed to realize that they are just nearly not who they they don't they don't have the strength they're not in control like they thought they were. They they really thought they had a good read on everything. They thought that they were one step ahead of anything that was going to come up, and they they clearly were several steps behind. And then there's the whole question of whether you know whether they were just as bad yes. as the empire the way they control people and, and that. That's the direction that I thought they were going with the last three movies. Was that Ray was going to be some sort of beyond the Jedi, beyond the Sith, above all of that. But they ended up bringing her mm-hmm. into the Jedi fold. Um, you know, I was glad that they didn't have her at the end, you know, go to one of those obscure Jedi temples and decide to rebuild the order. Um, but if if I'm being honest, I wasn't crazy about Ray. Um, oh, really? I love Ray. Ray's one of my favorite characters. I would have liked more Finn. I think that they did a great job introducing Finn in Force Awakens, and then they just well, that's because they kind of put him to the they side. Made almost everything about Ray. This they're in this strange. I don't know. Is it a love trying a love relationship? Is it a power struggle? What is this between Kylo Ren and, and Ray? What is it? I mean, is it, it right? Yeah. And what, and what is it between and, Ray and, and Finn? That just is left in the dust uh, after the whole Kylo Ren gives his life for Ray, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. I just, 
the problem was it's it's a really obvious problem. It was talked about a lot last year when Rise of Skywalker came out. The the, the last Jedi took such a hard left turn from from what the Force Awakens set up that the only thing for the for the Rise of Skywalker to do was try to in two and a half hours reset things back to a satisfactory conclusion. And and that made it full of it was very fast paced, but there was a lot of exposition where they were just talking about what was going on. And it, it wasn't it, Rise of Skywalker's fine. It just it's it's almost like Last Jedi just never happened. And I and I Last Jedi is a lot better the more you watch it. I don't I don't like the way they do a Snoke though. I never well, it was like, understand that. Set up a great battle. It seemed pointless but... for him to be even introduced. He never Right, right. Yeah. They kill him off, like, oh, she's dead. And then, then we find out, oh, it was the Emperor all along. Yeah. Wait, what? That just wasted right. a lot of time. I I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't like that part of, of Last Jedi, and I didn't like that they worked so hard in Rise of Skywalker to to kind of reset yeah. that. But I didn't think I didn't think Rise of Skywalker was, was bad either. I wanted to see more of the Knights of Ren. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't need to see the Emperor back. I would have rather Ray been related to Obi Wan, or, or you know, I was satisfied with yeah. the idea that she was just nobody, and and maybe the Force just chose her. That would have made total yeah. sense to me. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like when I saw, and and this is even from a from a from a kid's perspective, um, when I saw the original trilogy, um all of my questions uh, at the end of the movies were very literal questions, you know, like is Darth Vader really Luke's father Uh, is who is this sister that they're talking about? Uh, You know, those sorts of is Han Solo going to ever get freed from the carbonite? Um, Can we trust Lando? You know, I felt like in these last, are there yes. are there only two women in the entire galaxy? Yes, but I felt like with these other movies, these newer movies, and maybe this is just the way movies are now, uh, that there had to be this like I don't know existential analysis with every character, and and why is it that you know what is it what is this deep struggle that Ray is having between the Jedi and the Sith and and is Luke really a good guy or is he a bad guy? Or is, you know, we didn't ask those kind of questions. You know, you know, I, I right to me, to me, uh, all right, brace yourself. This is the profound moment of, this is the nexus of pop culture and cherry road right now is the real world has enough shades of gray. I don't need that in my movies. Exactly. It's kind of like the metric system. You know, I, 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 I don't want to, I like to speculate about things. I don't want to philosophize about things as far as the movies. go. So if, you know, uh, you know, if we're sitting in 1980, was 
Jedi was 83. Is that right? Okay, so if we're sitting at, yes, at, you know, and in the arcade, play waiting our turn for the Dragon's Lair machine, uh, on uh, after we've seen Return of the Jedi, and we we speculate on, okay, so if Han and Leia get married and they have kids, what kind of kids do they have? Is he going to be a is he going to be like a star pilot? Or is he going to be like, you know, is he going to be a Jedi kind of thing? <coughs> We never came to the conclusion of, oh, I bet he's going to be this tortured soul that can't figure out his way in the galaxy and he eventually turns <laughs> to the dark side and kills his dad. That would never have been conceivable. All right. So, so the, I think this is why, and I'm going to tie in now Rogue One. I think this is why Rogue One works because Rogue One works for me because when we, when we even start that movie, yes. just reading what the plot is, we know how the movie ends. We know where it's going, and there, there is. You're right about that. There is. There's really the gray area in there is within just the the rebellion of you know questions of of Cassian right. Andor, like when he kills the spy in the beginning. But overall, we're not questioning. I I, I get what you're saying. And I'll I'll, I'll uh, go further with this. The, you brought up. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Rogue One because I, I know that you refuse to do this. But in, in in my mind, in my mind, Rogue One is the second best movie. It it may it's it's really up the the way that that movie ends mm-hmm. seamlessly into a new hope and I had no idea uh, I tried not to read a lot about it the way it really just I mean it's, it's moments before New Hope starts and it was stunning and when Darth Vader came in like I knew he was in there so I just assumed he was only in there in that scene where he's at his um, yeah castle on Mus- Mustafar uh, but when he appears back yeah. in that darkness and lights up his lightsaber. Yeah, and just starts throwing awesome. people all over the place. It was, it was awesome. amazing, and, but and, and I like the characters. Me, you know, as Go ahead. I also read nothing about it before I saw it because you know I, I didn't want to ruin anything. I was sitting there watching it, and I was watching it with my with my oldest, and uh, it occurred to me, oh my gosh, this is the story of you know there, there there's the line in. Star Wars, once again, Star Wars, where Mon Mothma says a, a, something to the effect of a, 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 number, a great number of Bothans died to bring us this information. Oh, is it? That's that's in Return of the Jedi. She says that. Yeah, because we don't we don't see her. We actually see her in Rogue One, but we okay. don't see her again until Return of the Jedi chronologically. I, I know exactly the line you're talking about. She said many Bothan spies died. And then there's this kind of look in Admiral Akbar's face. Okay. So they can make uh, a movie out of that, she too. Says that. And it could be Rogue 2. I would and just love to see a series called too. Akbar. One of the most underrated me. characters in the films. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And all of a sudden it dawns on me. They're all going to die. Every last one of them. There is nobody surviving yep. this. And, you know, it, it, it you know. The, the whole thing with Saw Guerrera, um, just a, a, just a super intense scene, uh, a great a great casting of Forrest Whitaker for that role. Um, well, the, the movie moved along so nicely, and it was nice too that we were throughout the movie, 
everything seemed familiar, but there are places we'd never been before. We'd never been to Jeddah. We'd never been to uh, what was the name of the where the Imperial base was that they attacked. Uh, not on Scarif, the other one. I can't remember the name. Yes, where, where it was where, raining. Where uh, Galen um, Urso died. Or Galen was... Wasn't that Scarif? Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't Scarif. No, that was uh, what was that called? I cannot remember. But but we were taken to new places we hadn't been before. But yet it yeah. seemed like we'd been there before. Uh, you know, we saw we saw the Imperial Walkers on Scarif. We saw the shore, the shore troopers were new. Um, and I think I think Director Krennic is one of the best Star Wars villains out there, and it's so nice to see a villain yeah. that is uh, that's not Sith. Um, and he and he wasn't Vader's minion, yeah. and he wasn't uh, Tarkin's minion. Uh, another nice surprise is Governor Tarkin in that movie. I had no idea he was in it, and I couldn't figure out watching it. How in the heck is Peter crushing in yeah. this movie when he's been dead for so long? Um, I thought the CGI was fine. I know some yeah. people complained about it. I, I didn't. I thought it was great. I thought the Carrie Fisher CGI was good. Now, I wouldn't do Carrie Fisher CGI any more than what we saw. Um, but that would still work for me. All, all of this, it was, it was a very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's that realization, like, yeah. they're all going to die. And especially when Kron Krennic is, you know, he's at the top of that tower. And he just looks up and looks yeah. at the Death Star. And he knows that's it. Yeah. But he's not getting out of there either. Yeah. The very thing he built is yeah, going to destroy is. him. I mean, yeah, it, it is. It, it has tons of depth and, and tons of great characters. I mean, you, you talked about Cash and, and and you know, yeah, uh, in, in the beginning uh, and, and, and a good portion of the way through the movie, somewhat morally ambivalent, uh, sort of uh, very much. I don't know if you've watched how much you've watched of uh, Clone Wars or Rebels, but, you know, of that Saul Guerrero attitude uh, about, you know, that, hey, we fight to win and sometimes that means we don't play that we don't fight fairly. Um, and, and to, to, Hey, maybe this is a cause worth dying for kind of, kind of attitude. But then you have, uh, the priest and his brother, uh, two excellent characters, um, that, that I really just, and, and that they developed some of just the basic rebel soldiers, uh, not a ton, but a little bit more than just, you know, soldier one, soldier two kind of guys as they're in that, that battle on the ground, uh, in the end there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's Scarif, right? That's where the, where the archives were. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Scarif. So anyway, yep. Um, yep. Oh, we, we, you know, we forgot the droid. Was it K, K2? An excellent. Was a, was a great character. Uh, Did you know that was me? <laughs> which also. <laughs> oh, so yes, the, very, very much. Uh, I mean, that's. Yeah, I I don't know what else. Rogue One to me was the best that they did. After the originals. Um, and it it may have been better than. I definitely feel like it was better than a new hope. Uh, excuse me, star Wars. I just broke my own rule. Um, and, and it might've yeah. been better than Jedi too. It was, be- it was better for me. It was better than Jedi is better than any of the prequels. And it, it I, I would probably rank it to, 
if I don't want to rank it, but <laughs> yeah, um, it, this is really good. It, it was so so well done, great characters, and I didn't feel like I was just. It didn't feel like we were rehashing anything, yeah. but it felt so familiar at the same time. And it's it's hard. It's, it, when you watch that movie, you feel like mm-hmm. you're watching a movie made in yeah. 1970 in the 1970s, which is mm-hmm. which is what I always thought was really cool about it. Um, and to me, that's good Star Wars. And that's part of the appeal of The Mandalorian, where we're not in the 1970s anymore, but it still feels like it's something you could have watched in the 80s. Uh, it feels it feels like Star Wars. And I hear a lot of the podcasts, so they talk about that. The Mandalorian feels like Star Wars. And to me, The Phantom Menace did not feel like Star Wars, even though there were characters in there that are familiar. I kept wanting so badly, because I was at a midnight showing of that, of The Phantom Menace, in Seneca, South Carolina, you know, and I, and I had to be up three hours after it ended to go student teach at Seneca High School uh, with our good yes, friend, Harry Hamilton. Shout out to Harry. Shout out to Harry, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just, it didn't, it didn't, it just, I, I've never attached to that movie. Like Rogue One, I just felt like, yep, I'm there. Even Solo, I still felt like, yeah, I'm in. I, I get this. Um, I thought Solo was, I thought Solo was very good. Um, I, I liked I liked the character who played Han Solo. Um, I liked learning more about how him and Chewbacca met. I definitely liked um, the Dryden Boss was a bad guy. I liked Kira. I thought Lando was great. Uh, I didn't. Woody Harrelson's character was a Becker. Uh, was a little bit too flat for me. Well, I mean, and seemed to change his mind just too quickly on things. Get with Woody Harrelson and and and. and... Sorry. Yeah, Becker, Becker was Ted Becker Danson. Was name, not Becker, Becker. Um, you, you you get what you get. Right, yes. I feel like with with Woody Harrelson, you know, it's he's I I, look, I enjoy Woody Harrelson. I think he brings a lot to a movie whenever he's in it. Um, but but he's he's either kind of you know uh, um, uncouthly goofy, or he's uh, disturbingly uh psychotic uh it, it, i feel like you're a woody well, harrelson I, apologist you know i, I grew up on cheers you know i mean cheers was cheers was part of my life uh and and you know the the days you know when when, when coach finally uh went to 10 bar in the sky uh woody stepped in admirably uh to fill his shoes Well, let me let me throw a name. Did you have no, Doctor Evelyn Weeks? I know her. I know she her. is, but I did not have her. Uh-huh. Great professor. I had her for for writing one hundred and two um, in the fall of ninety one, and I wrote a paper about the transition from Coach uh, into into um, I can't think of his name, Woody, right? Into into Woody, and and how 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 important the, the character was that it had to be different but equally as good as the last one and i talked about where that sometimes in the paper I, that was my main focus was cheers but then you know i talked about like new heart transitioned out of uh the the first maid into stephanie and into um with michael i don't remember new heart when they were in vermont one of my favorite shows I talked about the to me i hated uh-huh. hated the ropers on three's company when they transitioned those characters yes. into Mr. Furley, genius. But you know, and but then going back to you know, Don Knotts, the Andy Griffith oh, show never question. recovered after Don Knotts left. It was still funny, but it was 
it, it yeah. never was the same level. I'll agree with that. All right, so now now we're at the we're at the approaching sixty four minutes here. We should probably stop and then make this a two parter. And the second part we can yes, talk about we'll the, the new Star Wars stuff coming toys. up. So the 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 question is gonna have to be, you know, though, because I don't feel like we can you know uh I don't feel like we've given enough due time to Rembert tonight, but you know, Rembert, you know we love you. Um, um but we do remember, but, yes, you know, absolutely. You're in our prayers Mike every Schmidt, time. Uh is can can you can you say with any certainty um, who the runner-up to Mike Schmidt was in the MVP voting in either 80 or 81. I've done, I've done a little, Do you uh, have these answers? I've done a little producing um, while, while, while we've. <sighs> Let's go. Okay. So, okay. So I, I'm going to have to quick scan through the national league teams. Andre Dawson comes to mind for the Expos. Um, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to possibly I'm gonna build Medlock. I'm going to tell you this. The Pirates. So, in, in, he, so he won in 80 and 81. Johnny Bench. Okay, right. So uh, the runner up. Okay. The runner up both years. 81 was a strike season. Was two different guys, but they played on the same team. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So two different guys played on the same team. So I'm trying. I gotta think about who's really good, and this will be National League only. So, okay, um, two different guys put in the same team. So I can't think of two Astros. Of my, Dodgers come to mind. Fernando would have been a, maybe a run up, runner up in '81. Um, I don't know. Maybe Dusty Baker in '80. I think it was really good back then. The Giants weren't that great. I don't remember the Mets being any good. Well, I, I scanning my National League I, cities I in my head right you, now. Your gut was Car- correct I mean, on 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 the uh, uh, on the first one that you said. So was it was it Andre uh, Dawson, and Tim well, Reigns, or one? Gary That's Carter? And... <laughs> so it's Andre Dawson. I, I would I would guess Andre Dawson. It would be Andre and Dawson in eighty one. Gary, Gary Carter in 82. I mean, in, in, in 80, excuse me, in 80. Okay. Yeah. I knew it had to be the, the Expos were really good during that time. And they they really, if it weren't for that um, shortened playoff in 80, you know, probably there was a regular season in 80, 81, sorry. Um, they, they probably would have gone the World Series. The Phillies clinched the division against the Expos late in 80. Remember, the Expos were, the next time they were really good, was in 94 during that strike season. They would have snapped the Braves' consecutive division streak really early, um, or less it would have been shorter because the 94 Expos were in first place. Uh, they had, like, John Wetland, Pedro Martinez. Um, I think Larry Walker was with the team at that point. Um, they were really good. And the, the strike mm-hmm. happened in 94, and that did, was the end of the Expos. They, was was that their last season in Montreal? It wasn't their last season, was it? It wasn't their last, but it was close. I would love to see the Expos back. One of the great, and I have one. It doesn't fit me anymore, but I've got a wool cap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of the, you know, they had the tricolor with the white panel on the front, which is yeah. just, I mean, you can't. It's outstanding. It's such Without a good. Question. 
great hat. Without question. So is that where we leave it? The Montreal Expos tri-colored hat? <laughs> I, would, I could do a whole podcast on the on the Montreal Expos. Um, man, yeah. They just never – that was kind of a doomed from the start based on their, the facility they played in and the way that that, that whole complex after yeah. the Olympics was never finished the way it was supposed to. And, and so the, and I and I remember we went there. I think it was around. It was very early eighties, may have been eighty. We went to Montreal and we visited. We toured the Olympic facility. Um, and I remember it just seemed like so re- far removed from from the rest mm-hmm. of Montreal and dead, where Montreal was this very vibrant city, and the Expos just kind of played out in this, you know, uncompleted. Remember, it was a there was like a yeah. tower that was on top of a, the Olympic Stadium, uh, and that was never finished. And eventually, I no, I don't. Did they ever put the cover on? I don't remember. It's supposed to be like a cover uh, not, that not would be knowledge. pulled off it, of it, it was, and they it never did like it, a, did they? You said the word tower. The word spire came to my mind. Uh, thinking about it, uh, just, I mean, it was ugly. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was something that was never completed the way it should have been. It was really not a baseball stadium, and I still think baseball could work there. I would love to see the Expos come back, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't oh, want yeah. them back as oh, anything yeah. but want, the Expos like the in Montreal, Montreal. You know, water chestnuts. Uh. What? what, what? <laughs> uh, one of the great disgraces of all time is the Charlotte Bobcats. One of the worst. Names, logos, you name it. In the history of sports was that that abomination until the the Hornets came back. And I would still, yes, I would like to see I the agree. Houston Oilers come like back. Get rid of the Texans. The Carolina Panthers gone. <laughs> and and I mean, why why does it have to be the Carolina Panthers? Why I mean, yes, absolutely. Would you like absolutely. it to be called the Charlotte You're Panthers? Charlotte. Be the Charlotte Panthers. But that was because of, and, and, you know, now they're in different management. So, but yes. Oh, I know. Exactly um, why. Richardson was from Spartanburg, right? That's like, that's like telling the new England Patriots that they did a good thing by naming themselves the new England Patriots. You know, every, every good, every good, every good history well, they, knows that it should be the Boston Patriots. I don't care if you play in Foxborough, you're the Boston Patriots. You're the, it's like 45 minutes. My my brother's first wedding, his reception was in Foxborough. It, it it doesn't seem to bother. I remember that the New Jersey Giants. You know, the... yeah, that's that's I've never been, I've never understood that. Yes, they're very because different. Jersey and New York but... are so so different, and I I don't. I don't like two teams sharing a stadium either. I don't like the I don't like the Chargers and the Rams sharing a stadium. I don't like, I don't the, like the Chargers the being Giants in LA. Jets. You need your own field. No, but their uniforms are so good. I was watching them earlier tonight. Their uniforms are just yes. It, it, when they it, wear it the really yellow pants, fantastic. amazing. But you know, I, I the, the Colts should be in Baltimore. The Ravens should be non-existent. The I hate the Ravens. I hate the Ravens for what they did to Cleveland. I don't like their uniforms. I don't like anything about the Ravens. I, and I don't just like the city of Baltimore, but just that franchise just yeah. rubs me the wrong way because of the way they left 
And they, I, I finally got over the Colts. But I remember when we were younger until we were 10, the, uh, maybe 11. They were the, the multiple The Cardinals Colts. need to go back to St. Louis. The, uh, I mean, need I go on? <laughs> what it, and, and, well, and I would have yes, said the Rams need to go back and, to L.A., which the Rams belong in L.A. You know who doesn't belong in Las Vegas? That's that, – I'm so I'm so the mad about that there are no more Oakland Raiders. Um, I just can't. Yeah, I I don't I, I don't get that. I was thinking about that tonight when I was watching the game against the Chargers. I I don't understand why uh, why the NFL would have allowed them to leave Oakland. I mean, I know there's I know there's stadium issues there. I I get all that, but. I'm looking for the 49ers. The 49ers play well, I mean, I'm, of I'm San waiting Francisco for, like, now. Jerry Jones to move the Cowboys and them to become, like, the Augusta, Maine Cowboys or something like that. You know, I, it just uh, – <laughs> uh, we, we're getting now into this – closing in on the 75-minute mark. We need to wrap this up or we're going we're gonna to alienate our listeners. Well, yeah, and, and once again, if you're supporting us on Patreon, you you get the full seventy five minutes. If you're not, you only get three minutes. <laughs> That's right. And which yeah. which of ninety seconds of that is Scott singing Ave Maria? Uh, so you you really want to you really want to pay that twenty five cents a month on Patreon? That's right. That's right. Because you want access to, to seventy five minutes debate on whether or not on how the Empire would have used COVID nineteen. So, you know, <laughs> let that be a lesson to all you kids out there. Um, you know, don't do drugs. That's one to grow on. Um, and if you see the Sith Lords yeah, choking wait, over there by a tree, just off the beaten path, stay away. Michael J. Fox says, stay away. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's right. So, it's good advice. Whether it's in Hill Valley or it's, right. a, it's a one to grow absolutely. on, you wait for Michael J. Fox to say, absolutely. Today. All right. All right, so I so I, I believe while while most people shut down for the holidays, oh, I believe I we can probably turn out a few more episodes of the holidays. Uh, expectation. So, from all of us to all of all you, right. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Without question, but <laughs> we should be back know, before then, right? I really right? feel like we should sign off that way, given the spirit <laughs> of the year. I mean, it's twenty twenty. Um, things need to change. That's right, man. Merry, yes. Merry Christmas. I think we're yes. on the final night of Hanukkah Absolutely. as well. Happy Hanukkah so, to any listeners. All right. all right. We will see you sometime in the very near future for our next episode. Beyond that, yes. we, we really appreciate all 23 listeners we have out there. And we'd love yes, to get up to maybe 33, maybe 34. In Rembert. It's going to be yes, a black We'll have a meet there. and greet in Rembert. We'll do a live show. All right. <laughs> Yes. Palmetto All right, centric. my friends, stay Palmetto Center. Hashtag. <laughs> hey, wait, if we wait 10 more seconds I mean, and just fill it with talk, we'll get to 75 minutes. Exactly. So, All right. Yeah, six here we seconds. are. It's like.